Blog Talk Radio. Hello, 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 hello. Hello. Yeah. I got a little flair. A little energy. A little stigmata. Rock, rock, rock. Yeah, right there. This program is sponsored by Lethal Body Muscle. The number one drug free sponsorship foundation in the world. And if you are a drug free athlete looking for a solid foundation to stand on and a vehicle to drive your goals like what, that's right. That's right. Like a Mack truck through ice crime. That might be flavored by Snickerdoodle, but according to most, it's flavored by chocolate. And now... It will be fueled by chocolate. Chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> people be muscle back home. Yeah. And now let's sit there with a banter. With a bit of rice. Well, you know, Kaylin Patterson, a lot of rain. That is what's up. I don't know what's going on in everybody else's neck of the woods, but we have had rain. We had a crunchy, dry July, and now that we're at the end of August into September, we've had rain for every day for, like, days. And it's supposed to rain every day this week as well. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yes. Yes. So you're sending it out is what you're telling me. I'm just, yes. I'm sending it forth. <laughs> May the rain clouds travel forth into the wild beyond and moisten all the other foliage in the other places of the world. I love the way you said that. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. So what has been going on with you, Mr. O'Cullen of the O'Patterson clan? Well, we've been getting your rain, and then we've been getting the lake effect rain, so it's actually doubling down on us. But I do have to say, the other over the weekend, we had an electrical rainstorm that had, I've never seen anything or heard anything like it in my life. And I, I, okay, guys, I know you guys got questions about what's this got to do with the night show. We're getting drenched over here in the Midwest. And so Des and I are basically uh, sharing our pain. So what's going on is we had a thunderstorm in Illinois. I honestly thought one of the warehouse buildings had exploded because the the lightning had gone on for so long where when the thunder hit, it went on for a good 10 seconds. And I'm not exaggerating that. It was just rumble, rumble, pop, pop, you know, loud noises. And it seemed like it was just never ending. And I actually thought a building had exploded, literally exploded behind it. It was that crazy. Oh, my. Oh. I, and you know what else is crazy? I feel, I guess we've worn out our welcome with our just trivial chitter-chatter with the banter because our listeners are yeah, like, so. get on with it. Get on yeah. with it. We want to hear the show. Because evidently yeah. they feel like we've got something else more important to say other than it's been raining for days. 
And I'm so glad you brought that up because instead of just picking on me with these messages, guys, you can also uh, message Desiree and pick on her. I'm sure she'd love to hear some of all the good things you have to tell me and uh, let that go forth. So uh, send it to the P4P or Real Talk. You can message us there or you can message us at Midwest Muscle or any other of the forums for the Midwest that we are a part of, and we'd be happy to hear from you, and I'm sure she would as well. And that way I don't have to deal with some of the grief that you guys are feeling with us not getting on with the show. This is our chit-chat event, okay? All right? That's, That's right. That's right. This is, Goodness, this is our time here. People. But, yeah. but I digress. <laughs> Evidently they've had a little too much rain also. They need a little sunshine in their life to uh, liven up. And or they need some alter ego extreme to uh, oh. feel a little more pepped up, a little pepped up. Yes, and uh, speaking of, we're going to be doing at the Fit Body U Gym. We're going to be having some samples to pass out to our our guests that frequent the gym, and also the people that are looking for better supplements. Because honestly, I think people are finding out that there are better options out there. I mean, Dad and I are going to speak about P4P, one, because we're sponsored athletes, but two, because we actually know the stuff works. And I think that's one of the reasons we are sponsored athletes is because we're proud to endorse something that's actually official and good for the people that have uh, taken it because we've been in the fitness realm for a long time. We've dealt with a lot of, uh, uh, I'll just say crap supplements because they're basically just fillers and sugar. And they taste good to people, and so they say, well, if it tastes this good, it has to work, and that's not true. So when we speak about what we're saying, we're actually partakers of it. We take our supplements, and we we gladly do so, except, and I'll always bring back to this one, except Mm. that lemon lime. And we hated it, and we spoke out against it. We will not expect the lemon lime. There you go. The lemon lime, flavor, and I don't care what I mixed it with, I could not get rid of that taste. It was terrible. There was a reason why it was on sale. I thought it was a good bargain. They were just trying to get rid of it because it was bad. <laughs> it was bad tasting. It, it, it worked just fine, but it tasted terrible, and yes. yeah, we can yes. want that back. But you know, Kayla, while we're while we're talking about P for P products here for a little bit, one product that we never really talk about that I want you to spend a little bit of time talking about because you know there are some mixed views about creatine out there and the pros cons. Okay. Do I need to use it? Don't I need to use it? What if I'm a bikini girl? Do I need to use it? So let's talk about because that's also a supplement that P for P Muscle puts out. They have a creatine product. So let's just talk about that for a minute and kind of break it down for us. Pros, any cons, who can use it, should they use it, when should they use it, why should they use it, for anybody who's not real familiar with creatine. Well, I'll break it down to – I'll start at the beginning because I know my my cousin, uh, he he does use, and one of the things – he was mad at me about when I finally started lifting weights because I, I just wouldn't touch weights at all until, like, way later in life. And when I started working out, I was working out hard. I was a gym rat. 
from day one because I just loved, you know, the the energy that was used. Uh, I loved the, the adrenaline, and, you know, I was just loving all aspects of it. And so I was hitting pretty hard to wrap it, and I started, you know, showing just some uh, muscle because I was incredibly skinny. But, I mean, I'll be honest. And, and you know, one my, my cousin had seen me and seen me for years, and he was, like I said, he, he still does use, and, and I'm sad to say that, but he still does. And he saw me, and he was so mad. He got just, I, I, I don't know if he's going through a roid rage or what, but he slammed me up against the wall, and he was telling me all the stuff I better not have in my system. He was uh, going to take me to his mom. He was a nurse. He, he's going to have me drug tested. I better not be on that stuff, you know, because he ruined his life, and I wasn't going to do the same. And he said, the only thing you better be taking is creatine because I know that ain't going to hurt you. And I was like, well, what the heck is that? And then he broke it down for me. So that was my introduction to creatine. And the steroid users knew it was a steroid, and that was the one thing I could possibly use to make any kind of gain. And... So I basically started doing research and doing background checks on it to see what the heck he was. I mean, why did that get a free pass? And everything else that was on his list of do not use did not. So I found out that it's uh, naturally occurring. It's not harmful to the body if you take it with uh, the correct amount of water. And I think a lot of people, you know, try to cut corners and they don't do their own research or information. And that's why they're getting the damage to the body that they're doing because anything done in excess of what your body can consume will hurt. And, uh, you know, there's a suggested uh, intake that you do. Um, I learned that the load and preload and all that other stuff isn't necessary. Your body to it. And anything okay. after that? Death? Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's good. So, so who who can use creatine? I mean, you know, everybody thinks, not everybody, there are those out there of the opinion that bikini girls don't really work out that hard. I mean, if, if a oh, competes, no. would oh, creatine benefit a bikini competitor? Do they, I mean, is it something they even need to consider at that level? Or just talk about who's best suited to use it. And if, if if you lift weights, you can take creatine. Uh, it, it's naturally occurring. Like I said, you can find it in a lot of steaks. Um, it wouldn't be a, it's like it, it, creatine monohydrate is basically the concentrated form of that. So you know it, it, it can be taken by anyone. I wouldn't suggest to, to take it. I mean, I have I've had children ask me about it. I'm thinking you're, you're so high in it that you don't need to worry about it. Um, it's for the people whose levels are dropping off, who not who aren't eating as much uh, protein as they should. Uh, we have very active people in this country. Some are overact- overly active and not uh, matching up to their diet. And the supplements are basically to aid you to get through your body through the day. I mean, we can mentally get through a day, but we also have to have things to get our bodies through the day as well. Because our bodies break down just just as much as our mentality does sometimes, or and or more, because of all the work that we do to our bodies without basically finding the nutritional the nutrients to basically sustain our bodies through it. All right, awesome. Well, I think that I mean that answers all of my questions, folks. If you have more questions about creatine, let us know, and or jump out on the interweb 
as we're all you know known what? to do, and uh, start doing your homework. And or, you know what, you can reach out to uh, Joseph Bolton, Joe Manning, or Chad Adamovich, and I'm sure they'll be able to break down for you if uh, creatine is right for you and what to look for in a good creatine product and so on and so forth and probably hook you up. Um, if you wanted to sample theirs and see if that was a product that uh, was going to work for you. But beyond that, we have a guest with us tonight, and she is ready yeah, to so don't rock pick and on roll. Her. So I, I guess we need to rock and roll. We're going to stop talking about the weather and uh, get on with it. So, Kaylin, why don't you set us up for tonight? Yes. Um, we've been basically... Uh, teasing everyone with uh, the thought of this uh, group get together we're doing for the inner city youth of Chicago. Everybody's got a seems like they got to complain about Chicago. Everybody's got something that needs to happen in Chicago, but nobody seems to come up with a solution that needs to make it work to start the the, the healing process of Chicago. And one of the things that I was placed before me was from uh, Cindy Blumenthal who does a lot of work with the inner city youth, was, uh, you know, what can you do to help these children uh, have a way, have hope, have some way of seeing a brighter part of their uh, day? And it was a good challenge. I, I thank God that she brought it to me, she presented it to me. And I, I just wanted to help in any way I could. One thing I could do was basically bring about fitness and health because, you know, it, it, it's mind and body. A lot of people think that we're just dumb jocks lifting weights, putting the weight down, and then we go back to being stupid. But in reality, it's a lot of mental stress and things that have to happen in your life to basically grow your mind. It does the same thing with the body. And when you learn to combine those two, guess what? You've got an amazing thing happening in your life, and you actually realize you have uh, To deal with the children... Cindy presented me with how to speak that way to the children and, and basically bring that across where they can understand and want to improve. And, you know, then we had the inner city workshop begin in its infancy, and now it's grown into something much better. Carly heard about this, and she said, well, what can I do to uh, help out in that? And I'd love to be a part of especially with the way you guys are interacting with the children and the direction you're going with uh, the presentation. So Carly, I'm speaking about Carly Williams. She's a competitor in natural bodybuilding, and she's basically done great transformations with herself. So obviously it would be almost par for the course that she would be able to help children along that way and how she could transform herself and how to get them to transform their minds and their minds. So Carly, please introduce yourself, and we'll get this show starting so everybody can quit hearing about the weather. <laughs> Hi, can you guys hear me? Oh yeah, hear me? Yeah. All right. Hi, my name is Carly. I am a natural bikini competitor. I've done a few competitions myself. Um, I also have a bachelor's degree in kinesiology, and um, I am NASM certified personal trainer. I've been a personal trainer now for three years, and I really like helping um, the community that I'm currently in. Um, getting a lot of people like like minded that everyone wants to be a better version of themselves and you know make make the most out of everything. So working with them in groups to make a better community in in my neck of the woods. So trying to reach out uh, to nearby cities and like you know because kids are our future. So 
making the lives better of the people around us and all of that through fitness because I know it definitely made a huge impact in my life and has definitely, you know, pretty much saved saved my life in in, in many ways. <sighs> I mean, it does, and it saves a lot of people's lives in many ways. So, I mean, we wouldn't be here on this show if it weren't for fitness and health and wellness. So, everybody, give a big round of applause for health and wellness. Yay! <laughs> All right, so Kayla alluded to this program that you guys are doing with Inner City Youth, and you're actually going to be tying it into the um, Windy City Natural that's coming up. And uh, yes. that's right. Yeah, so why don't you tell us a little bit more about what you're doing with that and just what's going to be going on and what you're planning for the kids and what everyone else can expect if they show up at the Windy City Natural. So, yeah, so we're going to be doing, at first, we're going to have them meet up. We're going to be at one of the community centers. I know Kaylin has already partaken in a few of these workshops already, um, where we're going to be doing some group fitness, um, along with some motivational speaking, a a little bit of things in the community, have a little bit of fun, because a lot of these kids don't have a a lot of uh, extracurriculum things, and show how fitness can be fun and how much it can help their life. Um, so we're going to be doing that meetup that I know he's been talking about uh, with you guys for a little while. Um, I think sometime probably like within the next weekish or so, or the week of, of before the week of the uh, natural bodybuilding competition. And then we're going to be taking around 20 of the kids to Windy City's Natural, uh, so they can personally see what what hard work and dedication can do, and give maybe a, a little bit different sort of a a role model per se to these children and show show them like how possible it is. Cause I believe that the community becomes, or you become kind of what your community is, or you become like the top five people in your life. So if you can get more, more positive influencers hands-on and see these people hands-on and the people that have been able to master their minds so strongly and get them involved with the children, or see the children or the children see them per se. Um, I think, I think that, that I think that's huge. I think that makes a huge impact. A lot more than people drilling in their head, like, "Hey, yeah, we care." Or, hey, yeah, this is what we're doing. Like, it's like this is some actual action, and at least an amazing first step or start to what's going to be hopefully a, a long process of change and help for the community. Yes. Yeah, and thank you for that explanation there. And, Kaylin, I'm going to let you tag on in just a second, or I guess ask you, not let you. But uh, I want to go ahead and get out this um, comment question we have here from Billy. And Jacob's question is kind of along the same line, but Billy is saying, how um, are fit people standing before abused children supposed to change their lives for the better? I think this is a stretch, guys. And Jacob is kind of seconding that, saying, what can fitness do for children and their struggles? So Carly already kind of gave us, you know, a little insight as to her perspective of how this is going to help or can be of a benefit to these children as far as, you know, positive role models, examples, showing them something in life that they can focus their energy towards that's actually good for them. But beyond that, Kaylin, what would you have to add to address Jacob and Billy's questions. Okay, initially I would have had a blank stare and no response because I went up there not knowing what to expect or what to do. 
But like Carly had alluded to, is that I've already been in this workshop a couple of times. That we've already been, I've already stood before the children. And one of the things that all children need is hope. And they need to see a future, and they need to see something that involves their lives and something positive. And a fit person standing there is basically a structure that they're not used to seeing. They're not used to hearing positive things, and they're not used to seeing someone that's basically looking them in the eye and speaking to them, not as a child, not as somebody who's suffering, but a fellow human being. And the one thing about the natural community is that we are engaged in everyone else around us because we're used to dealing with everyone else around us. And we speak with positive energy, we speak with life, and we speak with an understanding that you can do everything I've done because even though it might seem hard, I found a way and you can do the same. I know you're talking about two different realities when you're talking about a gym life and a, a basically an abused home, but there is a lot of struggle in both. I'm not comparing them in any way, but I do know that you've got to be mentally strong if you want to come out of it in one piece. An abused child goes through suffering that most of our listeners will never understand. And I pray to God not many more will have to endure things like this once we get this ball rolling for them. The whole point is we are there for the children. We are there to get them out of a tough situation in the way that we know how. And we're basically being a part of their lives, a positive part of their lives, in a way when they actually need it most and in a way that they can actually understand and see results. Because that's one of the biggest things about uh, struggling anyone is that you have to reach them. They don't have to reach you. And if you can show them that they can improve, they can get better, and somehow, some way, they can find a way out of it with people willing to step into their life in a way to improve it. And this is just one of the facets that we can use to do so. That. Yeah, and I I would just agree with what both of you are saying. I mean, a lot of times for kids, and I used to be a CASA, which is a court-appointed special advocate, so I worked with kids in abused homes, was another in homes, um, or, or where there was a problem in the homes. They weren't necessarily always abused, but there was a reason that they were removed from their parents' care. And sometimes they just need to see someone who is from their area, someone who is like them, who has done something that they probably haven't even fathomed. And as Kaylin said, that helps to give them hope. It helps to put a thought or plant a seed in their mind towards something that they can also attain for themselves. And even if they never belong to a gym, you don't have to belong to a gym to be fit. But if they could access the school gym or whatever it is, you know, they're doing sit-ups at home, they're doing functional stuff, they're watching videos on exercise – it, it it just gives them something to look towards that is positive that they can actually do themselves and aspire towards. And the thing that I really like about this is by, you know, taking them to a natural bodybuilding competition, majority of them will probably never compete. Maybe they'll never be interested in weight. But, you know, at a minimum, hopefully they'll take away a message about how important good health is. But for those few who might aspire to be a bodybuilder one day, they've seen the natural side of it before 
they're exposed to the unnatural side of it, and that seed is already planted. And there are a lot of youth out there that use steroids because that's that's because they think that's the way things are done. So I appreciate yeah. that they're being exposed to this side of mm-hmm. the equation before their minds are even made up as to you know, what they're going to do in the future as far as their health is concerned, as far as pursuing a sports career or anything like that. You know, they're just, they're getting positive examples. And that's, that's a big part of it. I mean, and how many stories have we seen from athletes we've interviewed that lifting weight, even at a young age, totally turned them around, whether they were being bullied, you know, had health issues, had other problems in their lives, and you know it's kind of a thing. A lot of people, yeah, a lot of people use lifting weights to um, relieve stress. You know, just to give them their own place where they could just be at peace with themselves and do something for themselves. And that occurs at a lot of different ages, not just as adults, not just as teenagers, but younger kids as well. And there are a lot of natural bodybuilders out there with stories that start just like this, just like what Caitlin and Carly and their group are doing now. Mm-hmm. So. I think that's pretty awesome. So, Carly, like, what's kind of the background? How did these workshops get started, or how long have you been participating? How many kids do you usually reach in a year, or is it still just a really new thing that's getting off the ground? So, for me, I, I actually just uh, started chiming in. So, Kaylin's going to know a little bit more about it. I haven't, this is going to be my first workshop that I am personally partaking in. Um, but I also uh, wanted to chime in for a second for the other part. To, uh, where you're saying like how would the fitness aspect of it change these people's or kids or anyone's life around like for my experience and I've had a, a good number of client experience too that in order to better anyone's life you have to first start with yourself and working on yourself and believing and trusting in yourself if you don't believe in yourself you're not you're not going to be able to people put themselves almost under like an umbrella like where they believe they can get, make it this far and, and they're going to limit themselves to that so with with fitness or working out or just working on yourself in general, um, it, it opens the sky is the limit. And anyone that, that's been working out for a long time, you try to feel that you'll feel that energy. And like, that, that's why people will get so addicted and keep going. If they keep working on themselves, they keep finding ways to make themselves better. And there's new ways to improve. And um, that's something simple as like a, a lot of people can relate to because we, we become such a inactive society. And, and that's attributed to a lot of mm-hmm. like a, Physical, physical, mental, like uh, like exercise is the number one antidepressant, anti like anti anxiety. It reverses the effects of aging. Like it has a crazy, a positive effect because human beings are meant to move. They're meant to, and it's, especially in communities that, that these kids don't even want to go outside in. Like finding ways to keep moving or find ways to excite them. Like even if they don't want to be a bodybuilder, just to see that their life can be better and. Just the awareness of this in general is going to bring other people to po- hopefully bring other people to be a part and try to help because it takes a village to raise a child. Um, so I haven't been a part of this too long. So Kaylin can probably answer the how long has this been going on and or the, this specific program, how long it's been going on and how many kids are attending. And, all right. Well, Karen, yeah. I'll give you a second to pull your thoughts together on those details, but I'm going to throw this out. Okay. So our listeners just are, despite what's been shared so far, they're just not, um, they're just not seeing the light at the end of this tunnel. I think Belinda is rowing upstream in the same canoe as Billy and Jacob here. 
And she's saying, okay, so you show them push-ups and crunches. What does that have to do with a starving child? And I think to her point, you know, she's like, well, if their basic needs aren't being met, what does anything else matter? But I would also say, I mean, basic needs aside, which are very important, I'm not downgrading those, but you also have to have a reason to want to go on. So I do think in this whole conversation, what's being underestimated here is the hope factor. Because if you don't have that, what else what else do you have? What gets you out of bed in the morning to eat that breakfast or to wish you had that breakfast that you didn't have? I mean, there's got to be some sort of driving force there, I would think, that, you know, helps make life a little more bearable when things aren't aren't all that rosy. Kaylin? Yeah, um, this is a big thing, and, and let's just make it uh, clear. We're not going to this, into this with ignorance, thinking everything's going to be a big, nice rainbow, you know, unicorns and all that other good stuff. Um, this is not a good situation. It's a tough situation because we're dealing with scenarios that you can't even comprehend. I've been shocked. Every time I've heard one of these children speak, but the fact that they have an outlet to open up to is one good sort. I mean, because the mental stress for an ungrown mind uh, that's not ready to adapt to scenarios that they have to adapt to, and they still find ways, and they're looking for something. And a lot of times when people are suffering, it's not because of lack of food. It's because of the lack of will to live. And a child being put in those kind of stressors, is just uh, it's it's heartfelt and it's hurtful to even imagine, but they deal with this every day. Um, with programs like this, the one thing you are assured is you're bringing attention to really bad scenarios. And a lot of people, because they're in such different uh, states of mind or states of being, they can't even comprehend that this reality even exists. And it is a reality. Let let's make that clear. This is reality. These aren't uh, you know, far off children and far off lands. This is happening right in our own country. And the fact that we're as great a nation as we, we brag and speak on, that it's shocking that you know, children are suffering in this kind of way we hear. And um, it's it's sad that we have to bring this reality, but it's, it's good that we can bring attention to it. And one of the things that programs like this do is bring food as well. So when we have get-togethers like this, we're guaranteeing the children will be fed, well-fed, because we have great food uh, people and food representatives that we can get in touch with to make sure the children's need for food are being addressed. So even if it's just for that day and a kid can see, you know, more than one uh, food source on the on the plate where they can have chicken, they can have a hamburger, they can have a hot dog, they can have all sorts of protein sources. They can have all sorts of carb sources. And I'm speaking in layman's terms for the lifter because these are the things that we take for granted and we basically prep our food and plan a day. When you can't plan anything, that's something to have hope for, knowing that a get-together like this is going to happen and there's going to be plenty of food available for them to partake in. So, you know, it, it's a lot of things that you don't factor in other than, you know, seeing us lifting weights. No, it's much more to that. These are programs. Uh, we're very much in our infancy, and there's a lot going on with the children. 
but they're seeing a positive aspect of it, and they're being fed afterwards. So if, if, if all the concern is just about food, they're getting that too when they have these kind of workshops and get together. Yes. And, 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 you know, sometimes, you know, people wonder there's all these things that are going on. They're like, well, what can I do? You know, I can't do this. Yes. I can't do that. I don't have plenty. I don't have blah, blah, blah. And I think this is a good example of folks being in their element where they are all the time and using that, to the benefit of those around them. It may seem unconventional, but yet it is another touch point with these kids that they might not have otherwise, again, with a positive adult. So I think that's also important as well. But for all of you guys listening out there, I mean, I'm sure a lot of you are active as well. So if there are other programs out there that you would like to make known that you think may be a little more beneficial than what we're talking about tonight, let us know. We'll be happy to share. Let's get this community conversation going and, you know, help people be more aware of ways that they can participate and support the needs of, you know, children out there like these youth who need that extra touch point, who need that extra connection, um, who just need that extra something because they are dealing with so much and too much of it being a bad thing at such a young age when the people that should be protecting them and lifting them up are the very ones dragging them down. So let us know. Yeah. Let us know. If you're out there doing something that's good and it's, it's a definite plus and it's helping folks in the community, and let's make it young folks at this point because we're talking about kids. This is a kids' program. Let us know because we want to share and we want to make people aware of the different things that are going on. Who knows? It might inspire something to reach out of their comfort zone and do something they've never done before to help another youth in need. So while folks are um, taking their time to, to contribute how they're participating and supporting their youth in their community, um, if you do have that background, Kaylin, as far as details of how long has this program been going on? And for those that do think it's kind yeah, of a cool thing to be able to use health and wellness to reach out to an endangered youth, how do they get connected and get started? Well, this actually started with basically two people at the gym, two gym members. I mean, uh, Cindy Blumenthal is not a bodybuilder. She's not in competitive sports of any kind. She just deals with the inner city youth, and she saw an outlet, and she was asking me if I could speak. On behalf, she said I was a positive person. She could tell it in the gym, and she saw how I interacted with all the members that were in there. And she wanted me to go up to Chicago and possibly do that with the children if if they could learn to and see they could engage with me. And I prayed on it as, as hard as I could. And I spoke to my pastor, and I said, you know, I'm going to need help on this one because I, I, I don't want my words to be what's being used. I want God to be using me and, and speak through me because I know – it, these kids have struggled beyond reason. So, you know, it, it started back in August. The first time I posted about it was the first one we did. And it, it, it just, uh, not August, I think it was July. I'm sorry. But for those two two months, it's been going, that, that was the emphasis. That's when it started. And then it's been basically growing from there because people are wanting to know what they can do to help. Because, you know, we, these are things, Everyone wants to – we acknowledge that there's a problem, but nobody wants to look for the solution that stops the problem. We just keep saying this is a problem, this is a problem, this is a problem. And that's fine. We're acknowledging there's something wrong, 
but I'm, I can't imagine where you have cancer in, in a patient and you say, well, this is where the cancer is and it's growing, and this is where the cancer is and it's growing, and just that's the only thing you do. Sooner or later, some doctor's going to say, well, hey, shouldn't we be doing something about this? And we're not doing that with the very children that are our future. Our future is growing up in, in stress and struggle and abuse, and nothing's being done for them. We we say we have programs, but what programs? If we're not speaking about this on this show tonight, we don't have our, our listeners basically engaging with the way they're engaging. Granted, their, their questions might be a, a little bit on the negative side, and, yeah, I'm glad calling you guys out because I can. Um, I think we could be more positive in, in finding a way to get beyond this. Instead of saying it's a constant problem, what are we going to do to fix it? And uh, Carly uh, stepped up to the plate, and she's saying, you know, I want to do something. I I was asked if I could step up to the plate, and I want to do something. And, and I know Dad is wanting to be engaging as well, and when she has her chance to get out here, she'll be part of it as well. So, guys, we're stepping up to the plate. Find a solution. Find a way. This is a two-month thing, and it's growing in leaps and bounds because people are saying, well, hey, I didn't even know this was an avenue to try. On the adult side, the kids are happy because finally they're getting some kind of attention in a positive light, and they're being assisted and helped and aided, and they can see that, you know, people aren't just bad. People aren't just wanting to abuse them. People aren't just using them or misleading them or, or taking them in routes that are basically going to cost them their future instead of cause them a reason to, to live and enjoy life. These things are what we are trying to bring about, and thank God it's through health and fitness because you have programs that are being cut from schools where the children can't even have recess or playgrounds. So, you know, if they True. have a chance to be active, they want to do that. And God knows we want to do that. And uh, Carly has a great background and in, in, uh, group training as well. So who, who better to step in where, where the school systems and the, the uh, out-of-school programs are failing, and we'll, and we'll take up some of that swag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm not quite sure what that response was from Carly, but... Oh, <laughs> hey, <sorry. you> know? <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> yes, definitely. I'm going to do my best. We, that's all anyone can do is do your best. You know, it's better than doing nothing. Actions speak a lot louder than words. People can sit behind their computer and talk no matter what it is in any situation, whether it's motivational, not motivational, whatever it can be. People have a lot of things to say or a lot of things to write, but at the end of the day, what actions are people taking? So it, obviously I'm not ignorant to the fact either. I know going in and teaching a group fitness class isn't going to change the entire world, <laughs> I don't think anyone thinks that. Like, it's just, it's getting awareness, getting up, doing something, making these kids smile. Like, you wouldn't believe what just spending some time or some attention with people with, with equal minds of people want to do better. Everyone wants better out of their life. Everyone wants to do better. No one wants to be like, you don't wake up or you're not born. Like, I, I want to wake up one day and be a drug dealer. That's not what you want to do. People want to be firemen. People want to be doctors. People have aspirations and want to be great. But, you know, but then they, they feel like they're limited. And so it's, it's not about fitness and, like, this group class is going to change the rest of the life. It's, it's just we're making a movement to make movements, to bring kids together, to do something that's not negative. It's putting the time, energy, and, and the focus off of the negativity and, and onto these children and, and having fun. 
take a moment to maybe relieve their stress, you know, and, and, and see like maybe, you know, if you put like some hope in, in kids and bring, bring their dreams back to life because anything is possible and, and people, people need to be able to believe in themselves. And if they don't currently believe in themselves, you know, it's like, I'll, I'll be there and, and Kayla will be there and other people will be in there to believe in them for them until they can do it themselves. And, and then the more people we get, the more people that care and they find the way to actually be able to help and find these, these connections to be able to make a change in their life. Like that's going to help more. It, like I said, it takes a village to, to raise a child and it, it, our Avenue is fitness. That's what helped us out personally. And I'm sure a lot of other people have a lot more of things that they can bring to the table. So instead of just writing about it, go and do it, you know? Well, what's your suggestion? How can we do it? Let's do it. Like, let's make a change. Because at the end of the day, we want these kids to have better lives. Like, we want the best for these kids. We don't want to see these kids. That's sad. That's awful. <laughs> I couldn't imagine going through that. But, but let's do what we can. Do what we know. Let's do what we matter. Let's, let's bring it and bring the excitement and energy to these kids and see what we can do to help change. And even if it's one kid, you know, that life was changed. You know, it's better than nothing. So... <laughs> No, no doubt. I mean, and that accounts for a lot, and amen to what you said, and I appreciate that you said do what you know. Because if you only do what you know, you've done a lot more than than so many others out there. So I think that's an awesome attitude to have. So my question is, and this is probably going to stem back to Kaylin um, as Carly is newer to this program, is how are you getting connected with, these children. So you're obviously pulling together a large group. You want to take 20 of them to the natural bodybuilding competition, Brian McCabe show that's coming up. Um, how are you, how are you, I guess, how are these children being identified or how are they being um, made aware of this opportunity? How do they get signed up or registered or however this works? Oh, okay. I, I understand your question. Um, it's basically, uh, uh, Cindy Blumenthal is the contact person for both Carly and I. Um, she runs the program for the at-risk children. They, they're dealing with basically getting parents in better environments, getting the children in better environments, by uh, providing uh, housing, uh, food, um, school, proper school. I mean, she's been in this for a lot of years. Uh, the, the actual workshop are what's in their empathy, but her program has been uh, set about for years, and she just she was just brainstorming, trying to come up with some way to to in, in, interact with children in a more positive uh, light, uh, positive aspect, and people that are basically just um, more positive in their life. Like like Arlie's saying, if we don't live it, how can we, you know, get that off the kids? Because children know fake; they can spot it a mile away. They can see the disinterested adult. They've dealt with that heck half their lives, if not all their lives. And they're used to just the fake, uh, you know, like acting and pretending. And so they just don't need that in their lives anymore. They, they've got enough of that already. And so basically she has the children already on hand. She's dealing with them on a, on a daily basis. They do a lot of summer youth programs. You know, basically trying to put money in their pocket so they don't have to deal the drugs or sell the drugs, and it, it's a lot of things that were already in place. Uh, we're just coming in with our part, basically, with getting them more active, because you know, children are active because they've got energy to burn, and they're not being allowed to burn it anymore. They're basically told to sit down, be quiet, and 
find a way to make it through a day. And some of them are happy to do that, but most of them aren't. And they need to be engaged with by adults so they can learn from us. I mean, we're mentoring whether we Mm -hmm. want to do it or not. If you're on a positive side, you're mentoring. If you're on a negative side, you're mentoring. If you're not if you're not engaging with the child, you're teaching. If you are engaging with the child, you're teaching. And children learn whether we do or don't. They're going to learn. And what they're learning is basically falling upon the adults because a lot of times, like Carla was saying, the parents aren't there. Dad said it as well. The, the, the parents aren't there. The people that they trust the most are providing them with the most mistrust. So if, if they don't have that community, if they don't have somebody to step in and fill that void, then they're going to fill it with the negatives that they see. This is what works for him because he doesn't get the same thing I don't. So I'll just act out or I'll do something stupid or I'll waste my life and, and, and do things that put it at risk. I mean, they're called at-risk children because they truly are. And, and if we're not uh, trying to bring them into reality of a better life, then we're basically leaving them with the understanding that they don't have one. And I would rather do the one of bringing them to better, even if it means only one out of 30. At least you got to that one. It, we have to do something better. I mean, something better has to be done. It literally has to we, we, we have to fill that void of where the parent can't do it. Then somebody has to. You can't just say, well, they should do better. They're not doing it. They're failing at their job, and the child is failing as well. And if you don't want to step in and help out, then you're part of the problem as well. And it just has to be seen that way. We're not doing enough to help our, our future. And our future is our children. Yes. And and there you have it. So and and I'm glad that you provided a little more clarification to how all of this came together. So this is a smaller part of a much larger comprehensive effort to fulfill yes. all the needs of these at risk children to help them become not at risk, you know, to become thrivers in life. And so there, as part of the program, someone is working on clothes. Someone is working on educational support, education, yes. sleep, roof over the head, yes. you know, food, all of the all mm-hmm. of those things, all of the basic essentials. And then this is coming alongside of that to provide them mm-hmm. with different opportunities again to interact, to see responsible adults, to see positive adults, to see, you know other opportunities that are out there. Because on the flip side of this, if there aren't programs like this, and folks, this isn't new. I mean, how many inner city basketball programs, art programs, all these different programs for at-risk youth that are out there to be active and experience different facets of life, they're they're everywhere. And no, they're not going to change the kids, um, you know, life overnight. But for those that it does change their world, that's huge because these kids grow up and they're the biggest advocates out there for other at-risk youth trying to help them come up and out yes. of a system that they came up and out of. So, I mean, it's a it's a trickle-down effect or trickle-up, whatever way you want to look at it. Um, so it, it does make a difference. But if these types of activities are not out there to fill the voids in their lives or to fill their time or to give them perspective – there will be others on the negative end of the spectrum that will You better believe. You better believe. And they already are. Yep. And they already are. So I say 
again, like Carly said, do what you know, do it to the best of your ability, do it with heart, and you can't go wrong. Honestly, you mm-hmm. can't. So, so we're talking about some of the positives that programming like this can offer to at-risk youth. But, you know, I would have to think that sometimes the volunteers maybe get even more out of this than the kids do. So, Carly, from your perspective, how does volunteering your time help improve your well-being, frame of mind, state of life? I think uh, maybe through awareness, you know, a lot of times we victimize ourselves, and we all have excuses like, I can't do this because of this, I can't do this because of this. It's like you have to have perspective. It's all a mindset. You know, I mean, obviously there are real barriers that prevent you from doing things, but at the end of the day, it's like, we all hear, like, oh, it could always be worse, always be worse. You see this stuff, and it's like, wow, like, how blessed am I to be in the position I am to give? And, and it truly, like, just the type of person I am, as I feel best when I'm helping others. So I guess in a way, like, when I'm able to help others or when I'm helping others, when I feel I have, like, I have a certain energy about me and I feel great, like, being able to help, even if it hurts my heart to have to see the pain that others are going through. And I, I will stand by every day of my life trying to trying to make things better with myself. Because if you want to help others, you have to you have to first be able to help yourself, and then help the people around you, your family, the, your community, and everything like that. So it's one awareness, and then two, it's just, it's it's real nice for, for the type of person I am. I like giving, so it it helps me in that way, I guess as well. And, Kaylin, I know, like, Carly, you volunteer your time in a lot of different ways. You work with the food ministry through your church, uh, VBS, programs like this. How do you think this has helped, um, you know, you from this aspect? I mean, because, you know, sometimes we, you know, kind of look at ourselves or I'm, or I'm you know, I'm helping this person, that person, because I gave this, gave that, you know. But I'm not talking about, you know, pumping yourself up, but really, how has this improved, how does volunteering, has it improved you as a human being? Oh, wow. Um, I, I just think about the scripture where it says, go into my vineyard and work. And there's always work to do because there's not enough laborers. And this is the best example of a living uh, scripture where the people need help, and, it, I mean, it's, it comes down to that question, if not me, then who? And if it's on your heart to want to help, then that's conviction that you should do it. And I've, I've been convicted more times than uh, you can imagine with wanting to help somebody and having the ability to do so. Like Harley said, we, we're we're blessed to be in a position to help. And, you know, if, if I can, I will because I know – at the end of the day, I have to stand before God and answer for the times that I didn't. And I sure don't want this to be one of them with so many children needing some kind of positive role figure in their life. And and I can't imagine telling them no. And I think um, Carly said it when we were talking earlier. I, I can't remember. You're going to have to share it with us, Carly, about uh, people say I don't have time. You could share that. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, go ahead and share that. <laughs> whenever, whenever I have uh, clients or people that tell me that they don't have enough time, I have to I, I basically tell them, I was like, all right, so what you have to tell me back then is whatever you're telling me you don't have time for is not a priority for yourself. So say it's like, 
I don't have time to take, like you were saying, like, I don't have time to take my kid to sports. So you're saying that your kid is not a priority to you. You have to say that out loud. And how does that feel? Okay. So maybe we need to change perspective on what's going on because you're going to say that some job that you have is going to be a priority over your family or, you know, like your job is a priority over your own health or well-being, you know, so it's a mindset. Yep, that's true. It all comes down to choices. And the other thing that also pops into my head as well is which one of us has never needed help from somebody else? Which one of us has never needed someone to be a mentor or a role model? Even if we were never, even if we had the best childhood ever, which one of us needed that positive someone in our lives to either point us in a right direction or, you know, straighten us up if we were acting up or whatever. I mean, which one of us never has needed that? I can't raise my hand for that. So, I mean, even if, even if in, 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 and by far, I mean, my mom was a single mom for a long time. So I understand growing up, you know, I always had everything that I needed. Maybe not everything I wanted, but, you know, I understand that lifestyle of not having a lot but always having what was important. And, no, I wasn't abused, but, you know, there's a lot of different things that go on in people's lives where you need something, don't have something, you know, and someone has stepped up and provided it for you and been that role model, paid for your tuition so you could be in Girl Scouts or did something But, again, they made sure that you were interacting with positive people, doing positive things to help shape your mind as a young adult and let you know that, oh, my gosh, I can do something or grow to be something or aspire to something beyond what I even knew what was possible. And that's important. That's important because there are a lot of dreamers out there that need that to get them through to that end result. And there are a lot of success stories out there that started where these kids are now, and because somebody spent that time with them, and even if it was unconventional, it's what they needed. In addition to all the other helping hands that were pulling the picture together for them, but it's what they needed. So I say, you know what, good luck with this guy. Not luck, but just be blessed with all your endeavors with this. And I'm sad that I won't be able to attend the show that they're going to be at. I really would like to have been a part of this effort this time, but I'm sure there'll be another time, and I'd like to work that out. But I'm yes. I'm just really interested yes. to learn more about the kids' results. I mean, what they say. I mean, they're your biggest testimonials right there, and what it meant to them to be able to participate in the experience that you are working to create. So I'm looking forward to hearing the results and how all of that went or goes. Well, let me let me throw this out there before we go any further, and I, I got to give a big shout out to Brian McCabe. Because when I reached out to him, I mean, he opened the doors and he opened the floodgates. And, he, you know, he said whatever he could do to help with this event and for it to happen. And, and he was just all in. I mean, all in. So, you know, if you don't have programs like this workshop, you don't have a promoter that's basically saying he's giving out every ticket to the children free of charge. Yeah, they have access to everywhere they can go and speak to all the people and interact, and he's going to give that time for the competitors to have the time to speak to the uh, the children and ask them so they can see it's just not me and Carly or Cindy. It's a whole world out there that they can engage in if they do their best and if they on their best behavior, and that's positive aspects in their life. 
And if you don't have workshops like that, you don't have events like that, and you give them something to look forward to. And like I said, for a child, having hope in their life is so big because they're learning, they're growing, and either they're learning and growing in a positive direction or they're learning and growing in a negative one. And any time you have a community coming together to basically give them the attention that they're craving, we, we, we have to remember their children. And if you try to engage them like adults, adults, you'll fail. But if you understand that they are growing into adulthood, you can address them so much more clear and better. And I, I know that's something that Carly and I were talking about. I know the show is starting to run late. Carly, do you have anything else you want to add about this workshop and what you expect from it in the future? I, you know, I just hope this is the, well, you know what, I know this is going to be the start of a, of a great, a great beginning. You know, anyone that goes into anything with heart, discipline and consistency and patience, as long as you keep the heart and you keep working on it, like anything else in life, it pays off. So, like you were saying too, having someone who cares, at the end of the day, like, I want to, I want to be able to be there for people. So even having someone meet you and like say that you're a huge influence in their life, and they can start following you or have that ability to, to reach out or talk to someone and they feel comfortable, even that, having someone that cares about them, that, that's, a, that's a small impact that can lead into a whole. And um, I'm going to keep pushing, and I know other people can keep pushing and just bringing this to light in general with everyone else. You know, it, I, I know this is going to be a great start because um, a lot of us all have a lot, a lot of heart towards this. So I'm really excited to see what the future has. Um, and how and how more much more we can develop this to help the kids as well. <laughs> awesome. Well said. Thank you so much, Carly, for joining us tonight to share and for all the work you're going to be doing in the next couple of weeks to uh, pull this together. And with that being said, guys, we are pretty much at the end of our time. So. Even so, Kayla, I'm sure there's going to be some snickerdoodle samples all around for all the kids. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, there's a little bit of chocolate way, too, but more snickerdoodle than that. <laughs> all right. Well, be sure to give all of the volunteers the best from uh, P4P Real Talk and all of our supporters in listener land. And uh, on behalf of Carly, Kaylin, um Kayan? And the boys, from P- <laughs> P- yeah, Kayen, that's what you are tonight. You're Kayen. And the boys from P2P Muscle, your body is a temple. So let's build it. Mm-hmm.